Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the third album from Adult Mom called Driver and it starts out with a song called Passenger. You're a passenger in my car But just the pretended parts That I sing to in the dark You're a lover I am not And that's why Adult Mom is mostly the solo project of Stevie Knipe. It's K-N-I-P-E, and I hope we're pronouncing that correctly, but that's what we're going to go with. But this record was actually recorded with a full band back in 2019. Um, There was some label drama in the interim, and so it's just coming out now on Epitaph Records. But I feel like we've done so many albums over the past couple episodes that were recorded by one person playing all the instruments because they were trapped inside during the pandemic. And so it's kind of refreshing to hear people playing music together. Yeah, it's such a great choice of this first song where it starts off with, yes, one voice, one guitar, and opens up so wonderfully with that pedal steel and the drums, and it feels so full. And of course, the pedal steel, it's like, oh, it's such a very particular sound it's very you know the twangy country-ish vibe that then doesn't really appear anywhere else on the album and i think it is a sign of some confidence some playfulness i love that the album is called driver and then the very first song starts with you're a passenger and so it's saying a this is a theme but i'm going to be exploring it fully and i think it's a really nice choice you know i think the the primacy of the automobile in american life is so huge that there's so so many different directions to go in here and it can be a metaphor for so many things including a variety of different kind of relationships either flourishing or withering yeah and knife talks about who's the main songwriter talks about writing this album during a time when they had moved home after a bad breakup and moved out to the suburbs and got a driver's license and learned to drive for the first time and recognized the freedom that comes with driving but then also got in a pretty serious accident where the car was totaled and so it's kind of the push and pull of like driving can be a metaphor for a lot of different things and they show up in a lot of different ways in this album yeah there's just the the voice here and the songwriting style feels so intimate these little glimpses of conversations had in this case driving home to a parent's house in upstate new york and it's 
yeah, never laid on too thick. I don't know the details of this, but I, I just get the sense of someone who's, I guess they're what, 26 at this point or maybe 24 when the album was recorded, <laughs> uh, but still has a, a certain world weariness and uh, a real eye for those little, the little moments that feel so human. And I think it's that through line for the rest of the album. And I think we have more of these car conversations uh, coming up on this next track. It's called Wisconsin. title of the song as just seems like a jumping off point for explorations of just what it is to have a, an old lost love and then a new potential love and that feeling of potential and it might just be driving through Wisconsin or it might be this sense of excitement of someone's brushing your leg and you don't know what that means and it's really just so sweet and open uh, and I really love that that sort of sweet lightness of the vocals here are paired with some fairly muscular drumming from the drummer Olivia Battelle who gets just this really bass heavy with tons of syncopation it has a lot of personality and it gives this track uh, I think a lot of flavor I think it would might be a little too sickly sweet without that yeah all of these songs really do a great job of conveying a mood with a lot of emotional and musical complexity and the singer's voice really reminds me a lot of Dolores or Reardon of the Cranberries. I don't think that's an original observation, <laughs> but it, it conveys a real intimacy in the sound. It's like you said, it could be too sickly sweet, but it's but it's not. It's got a little more complexity and a little like the way that their voice breaks a little bit is it, it makes you feel like you're in the room. Yeah, there's an emotional vulnerability yeah. there. This Thank feeling you, of being, yeah, that I'm not, <laughs> the, that they're not too cool for school. The, uh -huh. You know, at 24, when recording the record, you know, very aware that they hadn't figured everything out and that very open to possibilities in a way that's very endearing. Yeah, we can say early 20s because I don't know about you, you, oh, yeah. you want to really you, you seem to really want to specify the age here. Like well, we think I, it's I, early well, 20s. Well, I get it wrong so often, <laughs> but obviously, yeah, who knows when these songs were being written. <laughs> Just we know they were recorded then. So, yes. uh, yeah, they cap they capture that sense of possibility in the world in a way that, yeah, I, I, I want to hear more. It's so sweet. So let's hear some more. Yeah, next track is called Breathing. I'm isolating, I 
get my communication from an overdue hospital bill I can't afford to pay so I hide it under a stack of things I'd rather not yeah deal with I bury into another show stream into my head and eyes watch as I die Backing line reminds me so much of. Do you remember Cassio Tone for the Painfully Alone? It's a band that just had that very kind of um, intentionally cheesy sounding synth. It's yeah, very cute. No, I love the yeah the warm yeah almost primitive organ sound, and I really love how that first verse has a super kind of almost yeah like that pre-done Cassio uh, rhythm. You know, I know it's not that, but it has that vibe mm-hmm. of something just off the shelf, and then we pivot into the chorus where it suddenly opens up into this warm, very organic sound with still a hint of electronic elements. And it's so nice after we had that first sort of country tinge song and then a rock song. And now we have this where we have the synth as part of more of just a big pop sound. And it's such a successful evolution. And of course, it's both, I think, the first song that doesn't explicitly mention driving and also very much a pandemic quarantine song written before the quarantine. <laughs> so someone, yeah, spending a lot of time on the internet and uh, maybe going a little crazy from staying at home all the time. Yeah, it's a, a very relatable song about isolating and it's it could be a little bit depressing and dark, but the... the uh, melody is so upbeat and there's this kind of staccato guitar playing i don't know if we mentioned that allegra eidinger or eidinger plays lead guitar on this record and there's a lot of kind of staccato palm muting going on that kind of makes it a little bit more upbeat and it's just a very like cheerful song about making sure that you're still breathing yeah that it's uh yeah that that image of because, yeah, I guess that notion of, oh, is this person alive? I'll hold my finger to see if mm-hmm. I can f- feel that under the person's nose. And be like, no, they're singing about doing that to yourself, which mm-hmm. is such a crazy concept. But it's like there's that time of like, yeah, if I'm just watching Netflix 24-7, is that really being alive? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, the specificity of Knight's lyrics really make these songs feel real and f- they have so much personality. It's It communicates such a great mood. Yeah, it's yeah. It, again, it's capturing the the moment. Bef- like it's so of the zeitgeist. Who could have thought it? Yeah. And I think from this very of the moment song, we go kind of back into mining the the past experiences. And the next track, it's called Berlin. Day marks the sixth year from when I first met you. Stranger gave us a beer in the hallway. 
lot of these songs are a little bit elliptical as far as you know it's unclear who it's about but Knipe said in an interview that I read that they they wanted the per they wanted the song to be specific and they wanted the person it's about to to recognize themselves which I thought was funny no I love yeah that that little interlude we get there of just the idea of them list screaming along to holes violet or screaming out our youth is such a wonderful turn of phrase mm-hmm. and I think, yeah, that this sense of the that feeling of possibility of being in, you know, college age, hanging in a dorm room, and I love the bringing in the car as not a way to move around, but just sort of a refuge and a place to be alone with someone, mm-hmm. and and I love that it's not a, any particular conversational topic or any sort of activity, but it just that hearing of rain on the roof of the car and that's so specific and so delicate mm-hmm. and uh yeah that this song r- really remarkable songwriting i like also i mean we keep getting new little twists here i think this is the first piano mm-hmm. and also interestingly apparently according to stevie knipe this is the first bridge they've ever <laughs> written and when asked about it they said, oh, well, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, and Taylor Swift is really good at writing a bridge, so I wanted to try to write one. I, I read more than one interview where the interviewer referenced the fact that, like, because it was on video, because we're in a pandemic, that they could see a big Taylor Swift, like, blanket or uh, poster on the wall in the in the background, and that came up in conversation. Yeah, and I, I really love, yeah, that there's such a, you know, a very personal perspective in these songs. It's very much about Stevie Knipe as an individual, but the pop sensibility of writing songs that are so accessible Mm -hmm. and it's a really great combination. And especially when some of these songs do get kind of like that earlier track breathing was pretty dark, but it never is anything other than completely listenable. It's a great combo. So the I feel like the next song is also very relatable if you've ever been through a breakup and it's called Sober.
bass line and the way that it carries this song. And it's worth noting that Kyle Pulley not only engineered the record and produced it, but uh, also played the bass and apparently some guitar on this song. Yeah, so there, it's de- you get the sense of solo project becoming sort of a, a trio with the core members, but there's a lot of collaboration, bringing people in to do, say, someone who knows how to play the pedal steel guitar. And then there's a lot of like arpeggiator and I guess, 808s which are this mythical thing that I don't know exactly what it does but apparently there's a lot of that on this track and obviously then uh, Kyle Pulley engineering and also coming in on bass duty and it is such a rich sound and again I love these catchy songs about breakups that are such a bummer but the song is so catchy that I'm, I want to come back anyway. And I really like the way the lyrics of this song have, they're really specific and that there's like two different men- mentions of, you know, the last image of, of you I remember is you're hunched over back. And then it's the, the reverse of the last image of me you remember is my hunched over back on the driver's side. And there's these repeating elements that really kind of highlight the specificity of the imagery, which is really great. And then also just the repeating theme of being the driver or the passenger in the car. And Knife has talked in one interview I read about, you know, not having a driver's license and being kind of always the passenger in a car and then getting, you know, the ability to drive and be the driver and how that kind of changes your perspective in a relationship when you're not always the one who's, you know, the passenger and somebody else is doing the driving. Yeah, this this song, I think, I mean, as much as driving is freedom it's still this sense of like having these sorts of breakup conversations in a car there's a real claustrophobia because you're so close and i feel like that and then similar the sense of like sharing a bed and the person kind of hunched over and it's very i think there's a lot of this very constrained kind of energy to this to the lyrically to the song and sonically it's maybe one of the most open on the album with all of the synth sounds we talked about and then also there's this kind of almost surf guitar echo going Mm. on and this drums are very cymbal heavy so there's a lot of splash and echo sonically to balance out this this image of someone hunched over in the middle of a breakup and it is uh you know i think really just fantastic songwriting which kind of a through leg on this album so the next song we'll play is called adam we were barefoot in the mud path on the back side of the house if i was a little older your hand and not feel any doubt now think about the time that i miss being a kid feeling like this feeling like i was in an abyss right now i think about myself This is another song that has such great specificity that Knipe said in an interview was about a, a 
person in another band named Adam and they were having this song in the car while they were driving on part of the tour. And this is just about growing up as queer kids and wishing they could have had more self-understanding and been more open about who they were when they were younger. And it's just really sweet. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's a song that is sad, but also, yeah, so hopeful. And it's, yeah, that the sense of, yeah, that you maybe wish that you had been more confident in yourself that you hadn't been closeted but you know that they're able to say well i'm i'm out now like i can be confident now i think i'm not afraid anymore i think like (laughs) and yeah there's always going to be doubt but all you can do is try to be yourself and they're doing that and it's yeah the sweetness and the hopefulness and and what the entire song is, what barely is it even two like, minutes? No, it's not two minutes. And yeah, and that's this this entire album, like there's so much packed into it, and yet it is so brief. It just it, it never outstays its welcome. All of these songs ha- are get in, get out. Mm-hmm. Not never spend more time, I think, than they need to. <laughs> it, and I think this is a good song that highlights the way that Nipe has kind of an unusual delivery on these songs. Often the sentence will kind of like the phrasing will run over the end of the the line in kind of an unusual way you're not really sure you have to kind of listen to parse it out because it's not always clear where the sentences end and begin and that combined with their very kind of flat uh, or deadpan is what i'd say delivery just really it creates an unusual mood that i think helps some of these songs get um, it prevents them from being dragged into being too kind of um, like emo. Yeah. And I think that the there's this balance between relatively simple structures like, oh, there's a bridge here, but there's yeah not a lot of bridges on this album. It's a lot of just kind of verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But the chorus is often mix up the vocals and there's really a sense of a chorus will just kind of wrap up before you expect mm-hmm. like yeah. oh yeah i'm done i'm done with this <laughs> like and so there i think there's a real you kind of not it keep, it's easy to listen to but it's keeping you on your toes because it's it's it sounds like something where you know what to expect next and then it manages to tweak things just enough i think that uh, there's uh every re-listen i'll i'll kind of hear new works which yeah. is uh, wonderful so the next time we'll play is the penultimate track and it's called checking out Six no, I fall down and it's slow. I retreat to its pillow. Snuck its might swept on my cheek and no tissue, especially not you. You tell me that you're not checking. song i am so impressed by the kind of thematic cohesiveness of this record where there's so many songs where you know being in a car is a metaphor for control or giving up control here it's a sense of 
it's a place of contemplation in this case someone else's contemplation and an, this other through line of so many songs have this inversion of like oh you think about me when you think about the wrong things that you've done in your life and i think about you when all when i think about all the wrong things i've done in my life and this sense of being an adult and you know moving on from people maybe breaking up like i don't know the exact details of this relationship but the sense of like two people who are together aren't together but aren't angry at each other and there is a hopefulness it's sad but it's hopeful and that's I, I think this record it doesn't it, it the lyrics are sad but it is a hopeful record and yeah. I think that that's you know being an adult getting through surviving through your early 20s surviving a really wicked car crash yeah. and coming out on the other side uh, able to make great music yeah and surviving sort of moving back in with your parents for a while and figuring out what you want next from your life and i think that is what a lot of this record is about is like figuring out where you're going to go from here yeah and i guess you know have not reflected in this album but also sort of under the surface is yeah that this was jammed up in the record label dispute but the stevie knight I think I saw the number of oh I got five or fifty songs written for the next record. <laughs> wow. So you know we hope uh, maybe not not as long a <laughs> wait for the next record because there's just this pent up creative energy and it's yeah this artist I was not familiar with before this record and really has grown on me so hugely. Yeah, and I think this song exemplifies a lot of what I really like about the instrumentation on the record which is this tension between a really close mic'd vocal where it feels very personal and there's not a lot of uh background uh there's not a lot of other instrumentation and then the whole band will come in and it really kind of you know i, I don't want to say manipulates in a bad way but manipulates your emotions through the song and you know the part we played there was the beginning where it's very uh it's very just you know their vocals and then the rest of the instruments come in and and there's a lot of that throughout the record which i really like yeah there's this uh real yeah mixture of sounds of just yeah basic singer songwriter me and my guitar these big band sounds and then these lovely little transitions where uh on a number of songs you know they're singing in this kind of very a little sing-songy percussive style and all of the instruments are kind of in unison kind of dun, 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 and it I think it could come across as silly, but it it feels so heartfelt. It feels so genuine. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of nervous energy is really perfect for these songs. And so the last track on the record is called Frost, which is what we'll play as we go out. And this was actually one of my favorites because it it provides such a great end to the narrative arc of this record where, you know, there's been a lot of descriptions of kind of going through this transitional period and figuring out, you know, how to relate to other people it, with the, using the metaphor of being the driver or the passenger and these senses of disconnection and coming apart. And then it ends with this imagery of recognizing that you've been alone a really long time and maybe you're not really ready for the for the next relationship. But the last line and this last lines in the song is I'm aware I might be too good at being alone. I might be too good at closing myself off. No one can let me out but myself. And so it's just such a great like you kind of sense that the next step is letting yourself out. Yeah, just so hopeful. And I hope for them. 
So we'll go out with that, this last track. Again, it's called Frost, and we've been discussing the record Driver by Adult Mom, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. This pain in my neck persists since the accident. The Vermont license plate I hit came out apologizing. BFF.FM Podcast Network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.